Chapter 25 of Astoria, or Anecdotes of an Enterprise Beyond the Rocky Mountains by Washington Irving. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Substitute for fuel on the prairies. Fossil trees. Fierceness of the buffaloes when in heat. Three hunters missing. Signal fires and smokes. Uneasiness concerning the lost men. A plan to forestall a rogue. A new arrangement with Rose. Return of the Wanderers The plains over which the travelers were journeying continued to be destitute of trees, or even shrubs, insomuch that they had to use the dung of the buffalo for fuel, as the Arabs of the desert used that of the camel. This substitute for fuel is universal among the Indians of these upper prairies, and is said to make a fire equal to that of turf if a few chips are added it throws out a cheerful and kindly blaze these plains however had not always been equally destitute of wood as was evident from the trunks of the trees which the travellers repeatedly met with some still standing others lying about in broken fragments but all in a fossil state having flourished in times long past in these singular remains the original grain of the wood was still so distinct that they could be ascertained to be the ruins of oak trees several pieces of the fossil wood were selected by the men to serve as whetstones in this part of the journey there was no lack of provisions for the prairies were covered with immense herds of buffalo these in general are animals of peaceful demeanor grazing quietly like domestic cattle but this was the season when they are in heat and when the bulls are usually fierce and pugnacious there was accordingly a universal restlessness and commotion throughout the plain and the amorous herds gave utterance to their feelings in low bellowings that resounded like distant thunder here and there fierce duellos took place between rival enamorados butting their huge shagged fronts together goring each other with their short black horns and tearing up the earth with their feet in perfect fury in one of the evening halts pierre dorion the interpreter together with carson and gardepier two of the hunters were missing nor had they returned by morning as it was supposed they had wandered away in pursuit of buffalo and would readily find the track of the party no solicitude was felt on their account a fire was left burning to guide them by its column of smoke and the travellers proceeded on their march in the evening a signal fire was made on a hill adjacent to the camp and in the morning it was replenished with fuel so as to last throughout the day these signals are usual among the indians to give warnings to each other or to call home straggling hunters and such is the transparency of the atmosphere in those elevated plains that a slight column of smoke can be discerned from a great distance particularly in the evenings two or three days elapsed however without the reappearance of the three hunters and mr hunt slackened his march to give them time to overtake him a vigilant watch continued to be kept upon the movements of rose and of such of the men as were considered doubtful in their loyalty but nothing occurred to excite immediate apprehensions rose evidently was not a favorite among his comrades and it was hoped that he had not been able to make any real partisans 
on the tenth of august they encamped among hills on the highest peak of which mr hunt caused a huge pyre of pine wood to be made which soon sent up a great column of flame that might be seen far and wide over the prairies this fire blazed all night and was amply replenished at daybreak so that the towering pillar of smoke could not but be descried by the wanderers if within the distance of a day's journey it is a common occurrence in these regions where the features of the country so much resemble each other for hunters to lose themselves and wander for many days before they can find their way back to the main body of their party in the present instance however a more than common solicitude was felt in consequence of the distrust awakened by the sinister designs of rose the route now became excessively toilsome over a ridge of steep rocky hills covered with loose stones these were intersected by deep valleys formed by two branches of big river coming from the south of west both of which they crossed these streams were bordered by meadows well stocked with buffaloes loads of meat were brought in by the hunters but the travellers were rendered dainty by profusion and would cook only the choice pieces they had now travelled for several days at a very slow rate and had made signal fires and left traces of their route at every stage yet nothing was heard or seen of the lost men it began to be feared that they might have fallen into the hands of some lurking band of savages a party numerous as that of mr hunt with a long train of pack-horses moving across the plains or naked hills is discoverable at a great distance by indian scouts who spread the intelligence rapidly to various points and assemble their friends to hang about the skirts of the travellers steal their horses or cut off any stragglers from the main body mr hunt and his companions were more and more sensible how much it would be in the power of this sullen and daring vagabond rose to do them mischief when they should become entangled in the defiles of the mountains with the passes of which they were wholly unacquainted and which were infested by his freebooting friends the crows there should he succeed in seducing some of the party into his plans he might carry off the best horses and effects throw himself among his savage allies and set all pursuit at defiance mr hunt resolved therefore to frustrate the knave divert him by management from his plans and make it sufficiently advantageous for him to remain honest he took occasion accordingly in the course of conversation to inform rose that having engaged him chiefly as a guide and interpreter through the country of the crows they would not stand in need of his services beyond knowing therefore his connection by marriage with that tribe and his predilection for a residence among them they would put no restraint upon his will but whenever they met with a party of that people would leave him at liberty to remain among his adopted brethren furthermore that in thus parting with him they would pay him a half a year's wages in consideration of his past services and would give him a horse three beaver traps and sundry other articles calculated to set him up in the world this unexpected liberality which made it nearly as profitable and infinitely less hazardous for rose to remain honest than to play the rogue completely disarmed him from that time his whole deportment underwent a change his brow cleared up and appeared more cheerful 
he left off his sullen skulking habits and made no further attempts to tamper with the faith of his comrades on the thirteenth of august mr hunt varied his course and inclined westward in hopes of falling in with the three lost hunters who it was now thought might have kept to the right hand of big river this course soon brought him to a fork of the little missouri about a hundred yards wide and resembling the great river of the same name in the strength of its current its turbid water and the frequency of driftwood and sunken trees rugged mountains appeared ahead crowding down to the water edge and offering a barrier to further progress on the side they were ascending crossing the river therefore they encamped on its northwest bank where they found good pasturage and buffalo in abundance the weather was overcast and rainy and a general gloom pervaded the camp the voyageurs sat smoking in groups with their shoulders as high as their heads croaking their foreboding when suddenly towards evening a shout of joy gave notice that the lost men were found they came slowly lagging into camp with weary looks and horses jaded and wayworn they had in fact been for several days incessantly on the move in their hunting excursion on the prairies they had pushed so far in pursuit of buffalo as to find it impossible to retrace their steps over plains trampled by innumerable herds and were baffled by the monotony of the landscape in their attempts to recall landmarks they had ridden to and fro until they had almost lost the points of the compass and become totally bewildered nor did they ever perceive any of the signal fires and columns of smoke made by their comrades at length about two days previously when almost spent by anxiety and hard riding they came to their great joy upon the trail of the party which they had since followed up steadily those only who have experienced the warm cordiality that grows up between comrades in wild and adventurous expeditions of the kind can picture to themselves the hearty cheering with which the stragglers were welcomed to the camp everyone crowded round them to ask questions and to hear the story of their mishaps and even the squaw of the moody half-breed pierre dorion forgot the sternness of his domestic rule and the conjugal discipline of the cudgel in her joy at his safe return End of chapter twenty five